Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast An Axe to Grind with the great man, Trevor the Axe Gilmister. Gilly is joining us from the golf course, which is where he spends most of his time <laughs> these days. Now, he's actually doing a good thing. He's an ambassador. What, what are you actually doing there today, Gilly? Uh, doing a, uh, Energy Super, mate. I uh, do a bit of work for Energy Super as uh, an ambassador. Um, so, yeah, um, uh, it's been a great day, a day at uh, Indrapilly Golf Club, mate. We used to play here a fair bit, mate, in the 90s and haven't been out here for a long time. Jeez, the, the course is looking superb, I can tell you. Uh, I'll tell you what else is superb is the Broncos, mate. They've taken your advice. Wayne Bennett impromptu last night announcement that the board and him have decided to not do any contract negotiations or make any decisions until after the season, which you've been calling for. Yeah, oh, mate, yeah I, I just, as I said, I've... Um, repeating myself but I can't believe all the hoopla and that one he's got a, a year to run on his contract um, sort things out long term after the season and yeah, when, once the season finishes and the place can concentrate on footy and Wayne can concentrate on coaching and I'm pleased that they've um, they've done that uh, all you know all the better for the club and the players and uh, just it kind of baffles me a bit nowadays I, I know I know what it why it is um, it's the managers. The managers want three, four, five-year deals nowadays, so they get more money in their pocket. So, uh, um, which is, you know, that's their job uh, to get the player or the coach a bit more money. But um, yeah, I, I just don't know about these long-term contracts sometimes. Well, the latest example of that I reported last night that Jordan Carr, who and Alex Glenn, both good players at the Broncos, their manager is actually speaking to other clubs about doing new deals for them. Their contracts finish at Brisbane at the end of next year, but other clubs are now in negotiations to sign them a year early, so they'd leave the Brisbane at the end of this year in order to do a three- or four-year deal at another club because it's likely Brisbane won't offer them an extension, which is just an example of managers sort of trying to trying to always keep their clients on long-term deals. Well, mate, they're, and they're, rock, they're rocking the boat, you know, with the player. The player gets a bit disenchanted because the manager gets in there and says, oh, he's getting this, he's getting that. You know what I mean? Like, in, yeah, for three years or four years, oh, you're entitled to this, you're entitled to that. Oh, that that's... Total bullshit, mate. It, it, you know that's that's them uh, creating havoc in the club itself. You know a lot of, um, and it was great to see Ivan Cleary talking about Luke Brooks the other day. And someone, one of the reporters, tried to say he wanted out of his contract, and he said doesn't want out of his contract. You know, it's his manager, yeah. and and they're trying to stir the pot a little bit as well, get more money, and that's their job. I understand that, mate. But geez, it's uh, a lot of it's out of hand. Oh, it is, and it can drive a wedge between the club and the player, etc., etc. Yeah. You see it in teams well, a lot have a now. Strong player, if you don't have a strong, mentally strong player, uh, Chris, uh, they can be influenced by what the manager is telling them. And uh, and I always tell players all the time: you need to sit on on your negotiations. Don't believe what the manager tells you all the time, because a lot of them get little backhanders and whatever. I didn't say that, did I? But um, yeah, they, <laughs> yeah. Did, they do. You we know, all know they do. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. So I mean. You need to um, be abreast of what's going on with your negotiations as a player. Well, I'm sure you've heard of this too, and not going to name any names. One of the other tactics I keep hearing is happening more and more is managers saying to a player, look, if you get me such and such player in your team to come with me, I'll give you a reduction. These sort of tricks are just, I've personally believe they need to really clean up the management side of the NRL. Yeah, and it's a a very, very tough uh, thing for the NRL to do. Um, because you know they're they're relying on the integrity of the managers, um, you know, and the, the CEOs to to be above board, aren't they? You know what I mean? Like, and you can see, I, I feel so sorry for the Bulldogs in Manly because 
what's brought them undone is all the back end, uh, back ended uh, contracts, hasn't it? You know what I mean? So, geez, yeah. I, I feel for Dean Pay, I feel for uh, Trent Barrett, what's going on there because it's not their doing. You know what I mean? So, blokes are at the end of their career and they, they can't even play anymore, but they're still getting you know four, five, six hundred thousand, which good luck to them. I, I don't, I, mate, I don't begrudge them, good on them, but that's a silly move by the uh, CEOs, I reckon. Yeah, and it's like. With with uh, the Bulldogs, your mate Desi, I think you bloody your hit on him has just rattled him forever, and he, he's just he, he's just left that club in a mess. And look, Desi was clearly a good coach, but his last year, he's back in at all these deals. Dean Pay's walked into an absolute nightmare that they won't be competitive for four or five years. Yeah, and you can't blame blame Dean Pay for any of it. You know what I mean? So any he's obviously had to get rid of players that he didn't want to get to uh, get rid of because of their uh, the financial situation they found themselves in. You know, so. Um, Oh, I just hope you know they can, like the likes of the Bulldogs and Manly, both very, very successful clubs. Um, you know, obviously can can battle on for the next few years and not be down the bottom the whole time. And you know, obviously have a bit of uh, luck, you know, with injuries as well because they don't have much uh, depth nowadays, do they? Because they can't afford it. No, they can't. Like, for instance, the Bulldogs are interested in Corey Oates, and I understand that yeah. they had made an offer to him and he rejected it because it just it was less than he's getting now at Brisbane. Yeah. So they yeah. can't compete for those players that are on the market. Yeah, and they live in Sydney as well. You know, yeah, so you've got to get over living. Yeah, exactly right. So, yeah, it's, it's, I feel sorry for them, mate, because it's not their doing. Um, last night, the Broncos, another win that they scraped by their defence in the last 15 yeah. minutes. Sensational. David Fafita, 18 years old, defending on an edge and reading players was amazing. Um, but still, I don't know how you feel, but to me, that, that still isn't a team that's going to contend. Well, I mean, I was a bit, to be honest, I was a little bit um, disappointed in Cronulla's attack. Um, they just, probably, well, they di- didn't play like uh, the Cronulla normally do. They give you nothing, you know, don't turn over balls and things like that, and they go- kind of grind your way like Melbourne do. But a full credit to Brisbane uh, for uh, getting in their face and, and, you know, forcing a few of their errors. But, yeah, I, th- I think both teams, both coaches, uh, they'll be you know, Wayne Bennett will obviously be happy to get the win, but uh, both teams can play a lot better than that. You know what I mean? Because there's, I don't know what the completion rate was and the mistake rate, but uh, it was way above that what they normally are. So uh, I think both teams would be a little bit disappointed in their uh, uh, their game last night. But as I say, a win's a win. Um, obviously now the Broncos are equal now with Cronulla on 26 points. So um, you know, obviously the the teams below. The Broncos wanted them. I wanted Cronulla to win, obviously. But um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to the the rest of the weekend's game, especially the the St George uh, Roosters game. Oh, I think that'll be a cracker of a game. That Sunday afternoon footy, as I've said before, love love the love to watch that. It's, it's better quality better quality games, and the players rise for good crowds. Oh yeah, I'm really looking forward to that one. Yeah, that, that'll be a beauty, and it'll have massive implications for the top four because the thing yeah. is the Broncos have a reasonably easy run home, and a lot of these teams ahead of them play each other. I mean, the Broncos do play the Rabbitohs. They do play the Roosters. They won't be favourite to win those games, but um, there's still a chance of cracking the top four. I still think their four and against will hurt them, and they'll finish fifth or sixth, but um, at least they've got their defences coming along, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as I said, that's... Obviously, uh, Darius at centre, left centre. Um, I actually pushed for him to uh, the start of the year. Not pushed for him, just a bit of an idea that I, I would, wouldn't mind seeing him in the halves, you know, because I know they have a bit of a halves problem there for a little while. Because um, he's just such a... He's got silky hands, Darius. He, he's a good defender, a uh, good talker. 
Um, you know, yeah, and he doesn't have to do as much running as at fullback. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, that's a, that's another option for uh, Wayne Bennett. Down I the like track, that option. So, I think that should have yeah. happened as well, and I think that's their long term option when Jack Bird comes back. Um, yeah. It's still for me. I, I still, but I, I guess you're still having the same issue as that Milford's having to do the vast majority of kicking, and because uh, I don't know, I, I'm not sure. Maybe you've seen something in Boyd's play. Can he can he be an organiser? Um, I still yeah, think. Yeah, I think he can because he does. He, he's a good talker from back there. Obviously, Billy Slater's in a class of his own in that regard. But uh, I think Darius, the mate, uh, would talk more. He, he, he's a really good talker around the the blokes that are around him. Uh, if you know what I mean, so they know what's going on, and I think defensively that left side's a lot better for for Darius uh, being in the uh, you know in the centres there because he's he's directing um, play a little bit defensively. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean they need to stay healthy now, um, and that's the big thing. And people, I've just asked the golf. Everyone's asked me at the golf day here that you know who do they think's going to win it, and I said, well, just whoever kind of stays healthy, and and that's the big thing. And and they, one thing I did say is. I think there's a couple of teams that still got room for improvement, and one of them, one of them is the Roosters. Mm. They, they're still, they're still, they're still gelling, and they're still finding their feet. The Roosters, you know, so I think they've got plenty of room for improvement. I know Manly were, they beat Manly up last week, but Manly were pretty ordinary last week. Um, so uh, I think the Roosters got plenty of room for improvement. Obviously, the Storm uh, when they get into the finals, they just know how to go about their work. Um, yeah, so. I, it's a pretty pretty open comp, isn't it? So far, you know, before the uh, the finals kicks off. Yeah, well, the Roosters still have the best team on paper of the teams that'll make the eight. The Cowboys probably yeah. probably did, but I think we all, uh, myself included, undervalued or perhaps overrated that list considering the age of some of those players. But the Roosters team, they they, they should to me they're premiership favourites with that with that team on paper. Yeah, 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 and you can't you can't disagree with that. Um, yeah, I'm kind of. I'm still kind of um, wary of the Dragons. It's just how much uh, the origins taken out of those uh, blokes, the forwards especially. I, I think they should. And I, and I said to uh, Webby last night, in, in origin, after origin, after the three origin games, um, you always hit a bit of a flat spot, whether it's the second, third, fourth, fifth week after origin. You hit a bit of a flat spot. And the only bloke I, I haven't seen hit a flat spot in origin is Valentine Holmes. Mm. He's the only bloke's taking his game to another level. The rest of the Origin blokes have all gone back a peg or two. You know, and that's fair enough because it, it's so you know taxing on your body mentally and physically uh, as well. But um, he, he's the only bloke I've seen just keep going. Um, but um, and he's a bit younger. But I think I think the consistency of the Dragons once they get into the into the back end of the season, the next uh, you know three or four weeks, that'll tell whether the Dragons are. Uh, a big chance. South, mate, Reg English to come back. You know what I mean? So it's a fair inclusion, isn't it, uh, Chris? You know what I mean? So huge. Uh, he yeah, was good yeah, in Origin. A- like I, I got to admit, I was I was skeptical. I thought perhaps he's going to be picked on reputation, and he won't he won't perform in Origin. But he was sensational, mm-hmm. um, and I think we'll see that in the back half of this year. Now I know you've got some uh, some more golf to play, so we'll just rip through these, mate, and we'll get into some. <laughs> Into the draw. The rest of this now. I, I heard last night that you actually were tipping the sharks, so you missed that one. Well, well, well. Someone's got to go opposite the Webby, mate. You know he's going to go the Broncos <laughs> every time. So like, fair income. They can't do the well, same was, month every week. There's some vision emerged of him. Actually, uh, he looked like he was about uh, half a carton deep in the sheds with Wayne laughing his head off, and with uh, Peter Nolan yeah. and Phil Murphy well, in a box. So, well, 
Well, I have got some mail. It's, um, he was in the box and uh, having a good time. So, uh, <laughs> uh, good on him. Uh, we're just dirty. We weren't there. Yeah, he can't sniff out a free drink. Tonight, yeah, uh, <laughs> Cowboys and Knights tonight. Uh, Kalen Pong was still not certain if he's playing, but it looks like he will. The Cowboys, a couple of... Yeah, back, and uh, Scott, Scott back. Yeah, yeah and you know, and I'm I'm going the Cowboys, um, as I said, because uh, those two blokes are back. And, and, you, and you can't expect them to come out all guns blazing. You know, they've both been out for a while, especially Jordan McLean, I think, since round four, I think. You know, so, uh, yeah, I'm going, I'm going the Cowboys and, uh, and hopefully they uh, produce what they can. Yeah, yeah, it's been a, oh, it's just such a sad season for them. Yeah, the other, yeah. the other game tonight is Bulldogs and Tigers. The Bulldogs with nothing to play for. Tigers still a yeah. faint hope of making the eight. Oh, the Bulldogs, I think they'll throw caution to the wind a little bit tonight. Uh, the Bulldogs, but uh, uh, you got to go to the Tigers after their win against South last week, Kevin. You shouldn't. But, um, but as we know, Chris, form goes out the window sometimes. And and the Bulldogs are the type of team you might just not get off the bus for because you think it's going to be simple. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, well, they got themselves up last week against the the leaders, didn't they? You know what I mean. So, see what happens now. Um, uh, Saturday, we've got the Sea Eagles versus Panthers. Uh, Pan- both teams were very disappointing last week. Yeah, um, I know most people are tipping the Panthers, but I think Manly they would have got a rocket last week um, about you know losing at home. It was old old boys' day uh, last weekend. I think Manly can bounce back and. Uh, things aren't real flash there at Penrith. I hear I'm hearing so. Um, um, I'm thinking. I think of Manly. Oh, yeah, in the tight one. What, what are you hearing there, Webby? Bit of issues with coaching and. No, I'm Gilly, not Webby. But um... sorry, mate. I have Webby on the brain. <laughs> just thinking if y'all can leech off him for free drinks. Ah, uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, no, no, I, I, I don't know. Just a little bit of not not turmoil, but a, a few unhappy unhappy uh, players that. You know, I haven't heard any directly from anyone, but I'm just rumours. Rumours are rumours. You hear a thousand of them, don't you, in rugby league, and a lot of them aren't true. But, uh, yeah, I just think Manly be that disappointed in last week. Not that Penrith wouldn't be. Um, but, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think Manly might sneak home there. Yeah, and the other thing with rumours are they're often, at least some of them, some of at least some of it's true, often overblown. Yeah. Like, we both hear a thousand things every week. Yeah, of The majority of them are, are blown out of proportion, but there's yeah, exactly. always a little bit of something in them. Mm. Well, um, who knows? I mean, you wait till later on and you, you find out, don't you? Exactly right. Rabbitohs, Eels, uh, should be a pretty easy one for the Rabbitohs. Yeah. Well, you'd think the Rabbitohs would just smack them, wouldn't you? But I don't think that'll be the case. They sh- they got that little rocket last week getting beaten, so I think that might be the... Um, Anthony Seabold, I think, will be... He won't say it publicly, but I think uh, deep down he'll probably be uh, uh, thinking that Lost last week would have been a blessing, I think, and that's before the finals. I think they'll probably get them get their heads back uh, on footy, and they're not going as good as they think they are. And this is what the coach is like. So this is what I think. Yeah, I think the Rabbitohs should should run away, you know, by twenty or thirty in the death. Well, and they have to because the the crucial thing with these games, even such as that, it should be an easy win for the Rabbitohs. Is those top four teams are? I'm looking right now. There's 15 points on four and against separating yeah. them, so they have to exactly. they have to get big victories. Um, and and that's the issue I see with the Broncos. They're on plus eight, and you've got the fourth place team and the Roosters on plus one thirty five. It's a huge, yeah, exactly. you know. So they, they've Massive got to win. They've got to have an extra win than say yeah. the teams finishing third and fourth in order to get into the eight. 
and they beat Penrith the four, by sorry, 50 yeah. last week. They beat Penrith by 50 last week, the Bronx. So imagine if they didn't have that up their sleeve as well. Yeah, I mean? so, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the remaining games, we've got the Storm versus the Raiders. Storm at home. Uh, I can't yeah. see the Raiders making the eight now, so I think nah, nothing to play for. Yeah, Storm won't win that one. Um, Titans-Warriors, a massive game for the Warriors because it's at the Gold Coast. But New Zealand have a surprisingly good away record this year. But uh, you'd yeah. think, well, who do you call there? It's, it's an interesting well, one, huh? I mean, I'm, I'm hoping the Coast puts in a really good performance. But I've yeah, got to go to the Warriors. Um, don't worry, I've been down there with the Coast and they'll have a huge supporter base down there, um, the Warriors. Um, so, yeah, little New Zealand. So, um, <laughs> uh, um, yeah, mate, yeah, I, I think the Warriors, I think Stephen Kearney would be filthy if they didn't put in a good performance against the Titans. And finally, the game of the round, an absolute blockbuster, yeah. Roosters, Dragons at Allianz. Hopefully there's 40,000 there. Who are you tipping? Well, I've had a bit of a think about this one. I, I, I love the, uh, both packs, uh, obviously the you know two uh, origin players in the, the Dragons, uh, obviously Boyd Cordner, uh, Victor uh, Radley, uh, loving the way he's playing. Um, yeah, it should be a should be a bruising encounter, and both clubs have got a huge history against each other. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to I'm going to tip the Roosters only because I think they're they're on the up. You know what I mean? So um, I think they still got another 10, 15, 20 percent on them at the moment. So they'll need to be to. Um, if they're going to go, you know, further or deeper into the into the finals, I reckon they'll be uh, uh, smoking, mate, towards the end of the uh, season. Yeah, I agree. I see the Roosters winning winning this one. I still worry about the Dragons post Origin. Um, yeah, and guys like Cooper could, Cronk who just good, know mate. what to do. They, they yeah. could come good. They've had a bit of a, a you know, and, and obviously uh, Paul McGregor played Origin himself. He knows what it's like physically and mentally. So he, he's he's an experienced campaigner when it comes to that stuff. So he knows how to rest the players, uh, you know, to give them a fresh them up uh, mentally. Uh, and of course he's played it. He, he knows what goes on, you know, with the players. So that, that'll help them as well. But, yeah, I, yeah, I'm just thinking, I'm liking the way the Roosters are. They're playing OK and they're still winning uh, OK. So, I mean, like I said, more room for improvement in them, I think. Well, thank you for your time again, Gilly, mate, and uh, I will talk to you during the week. Have a good one, mate. My pleasure. See you, Chris. See you, mate.